Good morning, Health Club for Moms. My name is Deb, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. We have a very important topic, a topic that we don't talk about enough, uh, I don't think. I think that we should be talking about this topic more than we do. I think all of us should understand uh, what our soul is, understand how important it is to understand how to feed it, how to take care of it, and uh, because it's a very important part of you guys. This is the soul is, is you. It is uh, everything in you. And so we're going to talk about this today. But as you guys come on, I want you to say hello. And I want you guys to tell me uh, what is your number one prayer request right now? What is your number one prayer request right now? And so as you're coming on, I'm going to tell you what's happening. We are finishing up the Wise Woman Believes book. And I'm going to be going over a little bit of my devotion that comes out tomorrow called Cultivating a Healthy Soul. But I'm just going to share some things that God's been teaching me. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. But also, I'm going to tell you something very important. Uh, we have our date for our summer retreat. And it's all about Jesus and prayer and how Jesus is the anchor for our soul. And it's going to be so good, you guys. It's going to be in Monument, Colorado. And it is Saturday, July 10th. And it's only $69. It's super cool. So stay uh, tuned for the registration link uh, because we will be sending that out really, really soon. So with that said, I just want to pray for us today. And don't forget to come on and tell me your prayer requests. What, how can I pray for you? And because uh, I really want to, I want to pray today. I want to just storm heaven together and talk to God about our needs and, um, I'm just really excited to be here and to pray. So let me uh, let me start off by praying for us. Okay, Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for my friends who are on the video right now or who are going to be watching uh, the recording or listening to the podcast. Father, I pray that uh, you would help us all to learn how to cultivate a healthy soul, that you will teach us, Lord, what we need to learn today, that it would be something so powerful and so important. And uh, today's uh, message would change each of us and that it would cause us to deeply uh, think about our lives and what we are putting into our, our our hearts and our minds. And Father, I pray that it would be life-changing. And I pray for everyone who watches this video or listens to the podcast, that we would learn something we'd remember for the rest of our lives. And God, that your Holy Spirit's power and presence would be here and it would be so strong today. Come Holy Spirit, bring the moms who need to watch this video. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so come on and say hello, and be sure to share the video with your friends. You never know, God, I'm telling you guys, God uses social media like crazy. Uh, he connected me and the leader of Help Club for Moms South Africa over social media and over YouVersion Bible app. I mean to tell you guys, God uses social media, so share the video. And pray for any of your friends that might be going through a hard time, that might be filling up their souls with the wrong things. And uh, and just pray that God will speak to them today. And I'm praying that he'll speak to all of us. Okay, so as you guys know that you have been reading through the uh, cult of the Holy Spirit section in our book. And Nikki, hi Nikki, uh, could you tell me, uh, can you hear me okay? It Does it sound like there's a big delay? Because I'm, I'm hoping that my coverage is working right now because we've been getting... Um, just kind of funny coverage with uh, our our uh, Comcast. So we have Comcast and they even send out an email. I just want to make sure everything sounds good on your end. 
So, okay. So I want to tell you, I want to read a few mom tips from this week. We are going through spirit led living today or through the last three weeks. We spent three weeks on this topic because it is so important, you guys. And, um, and so I want to go over the mom tips on, you can hear me perfectly. Great. Okay. Thanks guys. Okay. Don't forget to leave your prayer request. I want to hear your prayer request because I want to pray for you. Okay. So on page 216, I want to pray. I want to look over the mom tips. Okay. It's right here. Looks like this on page 216. And we have mom tips that'll help you cultivate your spirit, love your husband, love your children and care for your home. So there are four different categories. I'm sorry, my mirror uh, on the, the, um, the, <laughs> the uh, recording is always backwards and I'm still learning it, but let me read over these. Cause I want you guys to think about these this week. Okay. So as far as the wise woman builds her spirit, okay, take time to tend to your soul, put away the electronics and the to-do list, and just take your feet off the floor and unwind. Purposely ask the Lord to speak to you and then be still to listen. Write down what you feel God is telling you in your journal. Practice this daily this week. And isn't that good? Okay, so the next one is the wise woman loves her husband. This is the next mom tip from that one. Uh, Listen to your husband this week. Really listen. Don't try to give answers or fix the issues that he is dealing with in his life. Just listen to him and make him feel valid, validated. Live out James 1, 19, which states everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's really good. You know, guys, I think it's super important that we as women stop what we're doing and listen to our husband and our children because, guys, people will stop. Uh, talking to you if you if you don't let them interrupt you and you really want your children to talk to you and you want your husband to talk to you I mean your little kids will probably never stop talking to you but as they get older if you're not uh, intentionally stopping what you do every now and then to turn your body to them and look them in the eyes and really listen to them listen to their stories listen to what uh, is going on in your husband's life or in your kids lives or the little ponderings that your children are thinking about they're very important to them and so they should be very important to us right our children's ponderings should be very important and so um So yeah, so make an effort to do that this week. And then the wise woman loves her children. I love this one. This is one of my favorite mom tips. Catch your children being good. Tell them what you notice and give them a big hug for exemplifying kindness. Review the fruit of the spirit and reward them for every effort. Guys, our children and our husbands will rise (laughs) to what's expected of them and what we believe about them. And if we are believing that our children are always getting into trouble and uh, always making messes and things like that, then I, I think that they'll just start thinking that they're annoying. But if you call it, catch your children being good and say, oh, that was so kind of you to share your toys with your sister. Or if they're teenagers, you could even say that was so kind of you to uh, to look at your brother and really listen to him. You know, all the things that you notice about your kids, it builds them up and it causes them to want to do better. But whenever someone feels like they're constantly in trouble, then they, they just feel defeated. You know, the word says, fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. And mothers can do that, too, by being critical too much. And yes, we need to teach our children, but I think we also need to catch them being good. We do discipline them, but we catch them when they do things that are right. Okay, so that's really an important thing. And then wise woman cares for her home. Make sure your counters are. I love this one. Make sure your counters are clean and the sink 
is clear of all dishes before you go to bed. It's so wonderful to wake up to a clean kitchen. And I can attest to that on the days that I have a clean kitchen. Uh, when I wake up, I don't automatically feel dread. <laughs> Do you guys feel dread when you wake up to a dirty kitchen, to a lot of dish? I mean, especially please either soak your dishes or, um, or scrub them but get all of the stuff off of them uh, before you go to bed because it's double the work the next day. And so make sure to have a clean sink uh, the night before you go to bed, at least do a clean sink. If you can't do your counters, at least do a clean sink, okay? All right, so I wanna say hi to everybody who's on today and I have my ring light and so you can see, I was trying to make my lighting really good, but it's so funny, you can see the little ring light, but I think it makes the video look better. <laughs> okay, and I'm trying to get my camera focused here. Okay. So let me see. Okay. So hi, Nikki and Christy and Yvonne and Montana. Please pray for us as we try to find a house. Okay. That's good. We will pray for that today. And Nikki says, have been focusing on uh, being intentionally positive with my husband. I'm not perfect by any means, but it's definitely working. And there's so much, there's been so much love between us. That is so good. I love that. I love hearing that. Okay. Ashley hopping on. Are you reading out of a book? Yes, I am. It is this one. It is the wise woman believes book. And every one of our books uh, has mom tips and they have devotional Bible studies and they also have faithful ideas. And this summer, I don't have it with me. I forgot it in the other room. Uh, we are going through the Wise Woman Stays book. And it looks, all you have to do is put it on Amazon, type in Wise Woman Stays, and you will see all of our books. You'll put, you'll see all of our help club books, but the Wise Woman Stays book is a purple cover. And uh, it's beautiful, uh, and it's all about staying when things get hard. And that's the book that we're going to go through starting June 7th. So grab your copy. It's only $11.99, and you can go through the book with us. Okay? All right. So let's get started on our talk. So I'm going to read to you a little bit. So I love this first quote. I found this quote, and uh, it's by George MacDonald. And if you guys have never read anything by George MacDonald, I love George MacDonald. He wrote uh, The Princess and Curd. It's like these fantasy books. And he's a Christian and he lived uh, before C.S. Lewis. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that he was instrumental in either his writings were instrumental for C.S. Lewis coming to Christ or his writings were instrumental in C.S. Lewis learning how to write for God or something. But he was instrumental in C.S. Lewis's life. And his name is George MacDonald. And we read these books to our kids. They're amazing. Um, and he wrote this quote, listen to this, because he wrote children's books. And uh, so I think he must have lived in the 1800s or early, early, early 1900s. I can't remember. Okay, L listen to this. George MacDonald says, never tell a child you have a soul. Tell him you are a soul. You have a body. Isn't that cool? It's true. You are a soul and you have a body. Isn't that crazy? That's kind of crazy to think about that. You're a, you are a soul. You have a body. So that's something to pray about and think about this week for God to help you to understand. So I'm going to read some of this from our from this book. All right, I'm going to read some scriptures to you. Psalm 42, 1 through 2. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where When can I go and meet with God? You know, the psalmist, and it's David, he talks about the fact that his soul needs to meet with God. And guys, your soul needs to meet with God too. And we're going to talk about that. But um, 
it's so beautiful. All of the scriptures that you see that have the word soul in them, like my soul cries out for God, my soul, you know, your soul needs God. And as a Christian, you can attest to the fact that when you are filled up with God, you, I believe you make better choices. You feel better about your life. You feel more peaceful, but when your soul is empty or depleted, you feel hungry. And guys, we can try to fill up our souls with all kinds of things that are, are never meant to fill up our souls. Our souls are made to be filled up with the things of God. They're not made to be filled up with the things of this earth. And so when we try to fill up our souls with social media, with people liking us, with uh, people pleasing, you know, if we're trying to fill up our souls with uh, recognition or achievements or things that you do right, or with your family being perfect, or your good marriage, or your great relationship with your kids, or your great friendships, or your big house, or anything God has given you. When we try to fill up our soul with those types of things, we're empty and we're not healthy. It's just like your body. Your body has certain needs. If you were eating donuts or Fruit Loops every single day of your life, your body wouldn't perform well for you. You would probably not feel well. Uh, our pastor was talking yesterday that he grew up on Fruit Loops, <laughs> and that's fine. But I don't think Fruit Loops are are you know you can't you can't live on Fruit Loops, right? And think about it. So you have a body, and you have a soul. And so if you need to feed your body certain foods to keep it healthy, of course God made it to where we needed to feed our soul certain things that keeps it healthy. I mean, all you have to do is look around at people. And you can tell the people that have empty souls and the people that don't. And I was reading today something, and I have a really neat podcast interview today. If you guys could pray for me today, this afternoon with Sally Burke of Moms in Prayer International. She's awesome. She's the president and God put us together. And so I'm going to do this podcast with her today. So that'll be coming up on the podcast soon. But I was reading this morning in my devotional book, uh, I have this other book that I read. I read a lot of, of devotional books. I read a lot of scripture because I really feel that I need to have my soul filled up because, before I can teach anyone anything, right? And it was talking about the fact that when we do not put Jesus first and return to our first love, that we're hungry, we're anxious, we're depressed. And so Sally and I are going to talk about returning to our first love. And so that's the pray for me today. But that's exactly what I'm talking about here. Returning to your first love, returning to the one that can fill up your soul and not to anything. The things of this earth are temporary, guys, but the things of God are eternal. You know, this life we get to live and we get to get to know Jesus. We get to get to know the word. We get to get to change and grow and become like him. So when we get to heaven, you know, we'll be more ready. I mean, I don't know all about that kind of stuff, but I, I read something one time where this woman was dying and she was reading through Revelation and she said she wanted to learn the lines to the song songs that they sing in heaven because there's a lot of scriptures uh, that talk about the songs that the angels sing. And so she said, I want to learn my lines for when I get to heaven. Isn't that amazing? I know a lot of people as they get older, they really turn, really godly people, they really turn their hearts towards eternity and towards heaven. And that's what I pray that I will do is really getting to know God as I even more as I go to heaven, you know, as I get older. And so we got to learn our lines on this earth, guys. We have got to be cultivating our souls so that we can be ready to meet Jesus so that we can live a victorious life on this earth and make better choices for our children so our children can see this life lived out before them. So let's talk some more about this. Okay, so I wrote this. How is your soul? 
what is a soul anyway? Down in the deepest part of you lies your soul. It's the part of you that's you, your mind, your emotions, and your will. It continues to live on even after you die. And it's the inner part of you that's as real as the ground you stand on and as necessary as the air you breathe. It's the deepest part of you and it has longings and desires that need attention. An unattended soul is like a body that's uncared for. It breaks down similarly, just like your body would if all you ate were candy and soda. Like our bodies need fresh air to breathe and water to drink, your soul has needs too. These desires are just as important as our body's needs. A lack of soul-filling sustenance will cause your inner man to become ill and weak and your life will begin to reflect its unmet needs. And so I, I read this on the podcast. This is also on the podcast. The devotion is on the podcast tomorrow. If you don't have the book right now, you can listen tomorrow to the Help Clever Moms podcast. That's why I use this microphone because I'm recording. All of our mentoring videos go onto our podcast, uh, but also um, the majority of our devotions, not all of our contents on our podcast, but we do put a lot in case you're busy. And tomorrow is a cultivating a healthy soul. So you can listen to this whole thing, but I just want to point these things out to you because I just... I think that we can get so far off. My friend, Julie, I love her so much. And uh, she has walked through so much in her life. And she was so sweet. She said to me, she says, I just feel like God wants to keep me on a short leash. <laughs> and it's really sweet. And I feel like all of us need to be on a short leash. We're not on a leash because we have free will, but we just need to stay close to Jesus, guys. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like being close to the Lord. And I actually want to read you uh, real quick. I forgot my book. Hold on one second. Let me grab it. I want to read you this devotion that I read today that Sally and I are going to talk about. And it's from this book I've been reading, God's Best for My Life by John Lloyd Ogilvie. He's passed away. It's a wonderful man of God. And uh, But listen to it. It says the need to fall in love again. Revelation 2, 4 through 5 says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Do you remember your first love? Do you remember the joy, the excitement, the thrill, the fulfillment, the sheer fun of being in love? The whole world was alive in a beautiful springtime of new discovery and delight. You had found someone who loved you and whom you loved. Everything was different in the light of that triumphant fact. Emotions ran high. Each day was welcomed as an opportunity for further contacts with the one you loved, and all other aspects of life took on a new meaning. Jesus uses a very common human experience to help the Ephesians remember what it was like when they first knew of his love for them, when they learned of the love and forgiveness, the plan and purpose, the power and strength, the hope and the victory of Jesus Christ. They had come alive with new joy and excitement. But something had happened. They had become dutiful and drab as the years had gone by. They had lost the wonder of knowing and loving Jesus. Now they were so busy living out the Christian life that they had lost that personal relationship with him, which makes the life of a Christian warm and exciting. Like so many couples in marriage who take each other for granted, they had taken Christ for granted and had failed to have time with him. They had worked for him and not with him, and now they were anxious and strained. Jesus asked them to remember and rediscover the joy of when he first loved them and they first responded. Recently, a man in the Middle West told me, I have lost the adventure and excitement of my relationship with Christ. 
I guess I want to fall in love again. We all need that often, every day, today. And I wrote today, I wrote, Lord, don't let me ever lose the wonder of knowing and loving Jesus. And guys, I want to challenge you guys today. Don't lose the wonder of knowing and loving Jesus. Guys, we can get so bogged down in our list of things to do. And that's what Sally and I are going to talk about later on today. I don't want to go into too much of that here, but it is easy as moms, as ministry leaders, as wives, as uh, with your job, where it's so easy to get bogged down in the things of this world that are temporary and lose our first love. And so I just, I have a few practical ideas for you that are from my Bible study, but I just, I think that I just can't overemphasize that our relationship with God has got to be the center of it all. I sing this song, all, oh, it's by Israel Houghton, I think is his last name, Houghton, and it's called Jesus at the Center of It All, and it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. I sing it all the time. I sing all day long. I sing in my car. I sing. I put music on when I'm in the shower. You know, I, I, I sing, and this says Jesus at the center of it all. You know, Jesus at the center of the church, Jesus at the center of my life. And guys, that's the way we are to live our lives. There's no other way for us to be satisfied. There's no other way for us to go through this life than living with Jesus at the center. And so how do we live with Jesus at the center of our lives? Well, we can look to Jesus and it's all in that. If you go to the Help Club podcast tomorrow, you'll see, you'll get all the details, but it's it's just really the disciplines of our faith. And I, I, that word discipline probably gets a lot of flack, but the disciplines of our faith are are beautiful. They are what build up our soul. You know, when we watch movies that are too sexual or too violent, that's not good for our soul. You know, when you're looking at things on the internet um, that are bad for you, that's not good for you. Like um, last week I was up on our YouTube channel. Oh man, guys. I just don't understand people. It's like, oh, it's so, well, they're just lost without Jesus, right? That's what we say. So it's true. And it's, it, you know, people that are lost don't know what they stumble over. When you don't have Christ in your life and the Holy Spirit, then people don't realize what the, what they're doing is really bad. And um, I was looking at our videos on YouTube and people were putting comments, like these links in our comments. And I was like, what is this? It wasn't normal. It wasn't like a .com. It was like a, a weird link, like... So I clicked on one like a silly goose and it was like this instant little short porn video. And I was like, I thought, what, what I just, what? And then of course I shut it off, but I was just like, really, 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 you're going to put that on our YouTube station. I don't even know how I got to fix our settings. I guess I got to figure that out. But (laughs) I felt so bad for that girl. And I felt, I just felt bad for people that watch it. And that's not good for your soul. And I, I was getting about to get ready to go. And I was in the shower and I was just praying. And I was like, Lord, take that image out of my mind. I asked him that. So if you have images that you've seen, and those aren't good for your soul, guys, porn, overly sexual images, things, they're not good for you. And I just got in the shower and I said, Lord, take that image out of my mind, take it. And then I replaced it because if you guys remember when we did the joy challenge for moms, we learned how to replace a negative thought with a positive one. I mean, that's biblical, right? 
casting down imaginations and everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ and taking our thoughts captive. That's biblical. And so whenever you think about something else, um, you know, that's, uh, then you, you stop thinking about that one thought. And so what better than to pray for those people doing that video and the people that watch it. And so that's what I did. So I started praying. I prayed for salvation for them. I prayed that they would stop being able to make those videos. I prayed if anyone's trafficked, I, you know, and then I just went on down and I just kind of turned it into a good thing. It just started praying for people in that industry and that for their salvation. But we live in a fallen world and it's hard not to to get things that come into our mind or that hurt our souls. But when we do, we take everything to God. If you if you've done something wrong, if you've sinned, take it to God. You know, if you have if you're angry, if you're feeling just so angry, like I was really grouchy yesterday. I was I, we're getting ready to um you know, we we've been planning vacation and stuff and so it's just very stressful for me uh, to try to plan everything and I was starting to get anxious and um <laughs> I started getting grouchy yesterday and I snapped at my husband and, but I know enough that whenever I snap at my husband or whenever I do something, I know to say, I'm not myself today. And guys, I think that we need to avoid condemnation. Condemnation is really bad for your soul. <laughs> and when you feel condemned, you pull away from God. And I think that we need to say things like I said to my husband, I told him I was sorry right away. And I said, I'm sorry. That was really rude of me to say that. And I said, I'm not myself today. And I think that we need to be affirming that um, when we are, those of us in Christ, those of us that are Christians, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And when we act out of character, instead of condemning ourselves, we need to just repent, say we're sorry, repent, and just realize we're not ourselves. You know, inside of us, we, we, we are holy, dearly loved. You know, God lives inside of us. And inside of us, we are good because of Jesus, right? We are... The flesh is a whole different story, right? Your whole flesh part of you. But that part that lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the part that you've been regenerated, the word says that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. You have that whole part of you that's holy and dearly loved and you are a new creation. And so condemnation is something that is, is not good for your soul. Conviction is very good for your soul. Condemnation is bad for your soul. And so instead of condemning yourself or or like if you've eaten too much or if you've yelled at the kids or, uh, you know, if you, whatever it is that you do, whoever, we all have different sins. If we lie, if we, whatever, go to God, say you're sorry, repent and just receive his forgiveness and receive who you are in Christ. You are holy and dearly loved. You are a royal priesthood. You are daughters of the most high God, because when you believe what God says about you, you will act like that. If you believe that you are just horrible person, that you are the worst mom in the world, you will start acting like that. But if you believe that you are holy, you are dearly loved, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you have God helping you every single day, you will start acting differently and living victorious lives. So do not allow that condemnation to come in and just continue uh focusing on your sins and the things that you're doing wrong, everything. Just like I said, whenever I saw that pornograph, that little video thing, take it to God and ask him to help you with it, guys. He is the one that is the, he cultivates our soul. He is the Lord of our soul. He is the Lord of our life. Whatever you're struggling with today, take it to God. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to your sin. 
give it to him, give it to him. You know, it was interesting because I was with my friend a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about what to do with criticism and what to do with uh, good things that happen to you, like good things that people say about you. So pretend you have your hands out, right? And you have two basketballs in your hand. And in one hand, one of those basketballs represents your people that criticize you and say mean things about you or your own self-condemnation or things that you've done wrong or the mistakes that you've made. That's this basketball. And then in this hand represents all the good things people have ever said about you. Oh, you're doing so great. Or like to me, like, oh, your ministry is so successful. Oh, you, you know, blah, 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 whatever. You're doing good. These are these, these balls. We're constantly throwing them to God and giving them to him. We give him the hard things in our life and say, here, Jesus, help me with this. Here, Jesus, take that critical thing. Here, Jesus, take that uh, mistake I made. Take these failures. Take all of my sorrow. Take it. And then we throw this other basketball up to him. This keeps us from being prideful. We say, Jesus, we give you these good things. They're all for your glory. Everything that I do is for you, Jesus. Give him that basketball. Give him those basketballs all the time. You're constantly giving the bad things that come in your life and the good things that come in your life. Don't hang on to them. Keep it. Keep going. Your soul is made to commune with God that way. It's a day in and day out, up and up, up and up. You're asking him for help. You're sinning. You're asking him for help. You're giving him the good things. Thank you that my kids did so well in their report cards. Thank you that Help Club is doing well. Thank you for all of these good things happening. You know, it's, it's in that beautiful, guys, that you don't have to hang on to anything. You don't have to hang on to the good stuff and you, or the bad stuff and you have to hang on to the good stuff. And that is a beautiful way to live life. Because in this life, like I said earlier, things are temporary and things uh, do not last. The good things and the bad things don't last. And so just stay in, communicate, uh, in, communi in communication with Jesus all the time and give him your good stuff. Give him your bad stuff. And then uh, I'm just going to go down the list. And it's in this book if you want to go deeper in it, uh, either in your book or in the podcast tomorrow. But these are the things. And I, I was really modeling what I was talking about, how to cultivate a healthy soul by how Jesus lived his life, right? Jesus knew the Father. He knew he knows all things spiritual. He uh, he created the earth. He knows everything about us. He created human the human race. And so he knows what he's talking about, right? And so if you look at the life of Jesus and how he cultivated his soul, it's really, we can look at no better example than Jesus. So let me read a couple of these to you. Number one, Jesus made time with God a priority. We see that all through scripture, and that it's the most important piece of cultivating a healthy soul is making your time with the Lord a priority. Uh, and it's the center of everything. Jesus is at the center of it all. It's at the center of everything. He's there. You know, the word says in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so, Lean into that verse this week. Spend time with God. Ask him for help. Give him your good stuff and your bad stuff. Just make time for him, just like Jesus did. Jesus worship. This is number two. Guys, I cannot say enough nice things about worship. I cannot. If there was one thing besides spending time with the Lord and being in Christian community and worshiping, guys, worship, worship will change. It is a game changer. It is absolutely a game changer in your life. Oh my goodness. And we're, I'm going to talk with Sally about that too on the podcast, but I'll go more in de detail with that. But just get up in the morning, turn on your YouTube station, play a few of your favorite songs and worship before you even start your day or in your car. Just start your day with God. 
And then Jesus uh, uh, told beautiful stories. Guys, it's, it's important to guard what you read. It's important. And read beautiful books. I have this book. Oh, it's in the other room. Just write it down. It's beautiful. It's called Golden Thoughts of... I'll put it in the comments. It's of heaven, motherhood in heaven, golden thoughts of mothers. It was written in the 1800s. It's beautiful. And I used to read this book all the time. I just came, I just remembered it or else I would have brought it. But um, golden thoughts on motherhood, something like that. But it's it's written in the 1800s. And I read it when my kids were young and it's beautiful. And I'll, I'll put a screenshot of the book in the comments. Okay. And then um, Jesus gave thanks. Guys, remember what we've been talking about. Um, that Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's a brain scientist, what she said, she said that she did MRIs with people that were thanking God, praising God and worshiping God. And on an MRI, you can see the brain's activity. And when you thank God, the middle part of your brain lights up. Okay. When you praise God, the, the, um, the next level, the bigger level lights up when you praise him. So like, Praising would be like the worship ABCs. We have this on our um, on our website. God, I pray that um, I, I thank you, God, that you go down the ABCs and just write out words about God. God, you're awesome. You're beautiful. Thank you for how you care about me, how devoted you are to me, and that your love is everlasting. And I did that, and I just repeated the alphabet, the same words all the time. I don't think God cares. I mean it from my heart. But make your own ABCs, your worship ABCs, but that's praising God. The middle part of your brain lights up when you praise God, but when you worship God, your whole brain lights up. Your whole brain lights up. What does that tell you guys? That you were made to worship God. You were made to worship God. God, if that whole brain is lighting up, it is a happy place. Your brain is happy, 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 happy when you're worshiping. So worship God and let your brain light up. And then forgive, 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 forgive. Unforgiveness is not good for your soul. <laughs> Definitely not good for your soul. I went through this season a few years ago where I decided it was time to get serious about forgiveness. And I, it was through Lent and I decided I was going to take communion every day and make a conscious act to forgive the people in my life that had hurt me because I felt like I was hanging on to them, the unforgiveness and guys, unforgiveness is bad for you, right? They say that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's true. It's bad for you. Bad for your body, bad for your organs. It's bad for your mind. It's bad for your heart. It's bad for your life. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get serious about this whole unforgiveness thing. And so every day during Lent, I started taking communion. And when I take communion, I'm serious about communion. I'm remembering Jesus, but I want to remember, uh, ask for forgiveness. And I just consciously said, Lord, I forgive. And I listed out all the people I needed to forgive during that time. And it really helped me. And it took me, I had to actually keep going for longer. Sometimes when you have a, you know, a childhood like I do and stuff, it just takes longer to forgive, you know, because you have so much, but, um, it, I just kept doing it and I still do communion every day. And I keep my heart as clean as I possibly can. Just keep your heart clean, keep your soul clean, keep that unforgiveness out of your heart. And then the last one is Jesus made time for people and community. And guys, who are in your, who's in your life? Who are your friends? I think we need to, to really think about that scripture because we talk to our kids about this. We say to our kids, um, 
He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. What kind of people are you hanging out with, right? Are we hanging out with people that challenge us to know God more? Are we hanging out with people that bring us down, that are negative? I had to actually stop hanging out with some people when my kids were younger because they were they were negative. They were negative about their husbands. They were yelling at their kids all the time. And I mean, we're still friends, but I quit spending a lot of time with them. And guys, who are you hanging out with? If you're in a help club, I hope that you're hanging out with some of those girls because, you know, if you're all studying the Bible together, if you're going through books, if you're praying with your prayer partner, like we do every week in the help club, we pray with a prayer partner every week for 10 minutes, then your, your soul is going to be more enriched. You're going to have deeper friendships. You're going to have a better friendship, better friendships. And so cultivate a community of godly, like-minded Christians. Okay. And so that was what I wanted to say today. Just those are some things to think about. So uh, listen to the podcast tomorrow or read the devotion in your book, the whole extended version, and really just ask the Lord to show you how he wants you to cultivate your soul. And uh, because he'll help you. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. Jesus is the author. He made it up in the first place. And the perfecter, he's going to make it perfect, bring it to fruition until the day you go to heaven of your faith. And so go to him about your soul. Ask him. Ask him to help you to know and to identify the things that are not good for your soul. Okay, so we're going to pray right now. And if you haven't had a chance to leave your prayer request on the the little thread here, you can leave a comment. Also, if you're watching the recording, you can leave a comment in the comment section. And I always check these videos. I This is my... A uh, health club is, I mean, I have a church I go to, but this is our church. Like you guys are our church. I feel like you guys are our people, you know? And so you're important to me. So I go back through all of the prayer requests and my team prays and I pray. And uh, so leave a prayer request right now and I'll pray for you right now. Or if you're listening to the recording, leave it here in the comments. And if you're on the podcast, email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com and we will pray for you. Okay. So I'm going to go and start reading the comments. Ah, uh, Okay. Okay, so let me start praying. I'm going to pray for Montana. Okay, so Father, I pray for Montana. Help her to help her to find a house that will be a, in a good neighborhood. Lord, I pray not only for a house in a good neighborhood, but I pray for a house that will have sweet friends for her children and for her. I pray for a, a I pray for a house next to a godly neighbor or in the vicinity of a godly neighbor of a friend who will challenge her uh, spiritually and who her kids will be great friends. And I just pray that it would be a great price and that they'll know when they find it in Jesus name. Okay. Nikki. Uh, let's see. Okay. That's not, I don't, I don't think that's your prayer request. Definitely work. Okay. Hopped on reading. Okay. Love moms in prayer. Me too. They're awesome. Okay. Yes. It was shocking to see that, that, uh, those things, Nikki. <laughs> yeah. And hi, Candace and Anna, healthy kiddos who have had a cold. Okay. So Lord, I pray for Anna. I pray for her children to be healthy. Lord, you know that they've had colds. They've been sick. And God, I pray for, uh, just healing by the power of your name. Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus, your blood over this family and that you would keep Anna healthy and her husband healthy and just help them to get better quickly and to get good sleep and to uh, to be able to be productive during the day. In Jesus name, amen. Okay, so Nikki, please pray for more Christian friends. Yes, for you and for your husband. Okay, I pray for Nikki. 
I thank you, God, that you give friendships. You are the giver of friendships. And so, Father, I pray for Nikki that you would give her more Christian friendships. Thank you that she has all of us here at Help Club and in the online group. I love seeing her in the online group. And Lord, I pray you'd give her more face-to-face friends where she lives. And I pray for her husband to come to know you. And thank you for her beautiful sweetheart in Jesus' name. And uh, for Lauren, thank you for asking prayer requests. I would love prayer and endurance and energy and caring for my four adopted children, some with special needs. Okay, Father, I thank you for Lauren's heart for the gospel. I thank you that she loves you. I thank you for her willingness to adopt these children. And God, I pray for strength for her and her husband. I pray for the children that have special needs, for them to be completely healed. God, I know that you can do anything. Jesus, by your stripes, those kids are healed. And I thank you for your healing to flow like honey on each member of the family. And I pray for so much strength. I pray for the seven spirits of God uh, in increasing measure, that one Holy Spirit that has seven aspects for Lauren and her family. And for all of us listening to this video today, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of power, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I pray for those seven spirits in increasing measure for all of us in Jesus name. And for Conchetta, pray, oh, her mom begins chemo, healing and endurance. Okay, I pray for Conchetta, for her mother. Thank you that she's there for her. I pray for her mom to get complete and total healing from cancer. I pray that you would just make it to where this cancer won't even bother her, uh, this chemotherapy, God, that you would do a miracle. She would not get sick, God, that you would give her uh, treatments, whatever it is that she needs, God. I know, um, I think that... uh, there's like dry needling or, or something that helps with that, that helped my friend that went through cancer. And uh, God, I pray that whatever it is that she might need, that uh, you would give it to her so she doesn't get nauseous and you guard her immune system from this chemotherapy hurting her and anyone else going through chemotherapy, God, that you would guard their immune system and make them strong, so strong. They will be shocked at how strong they were going through chemo. And I pray for a good report from the doctor forever and that this cancer will go away and never come back in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, guys, thank you. Be sure to share the video if you haven't, and I'll see. I'm going to be gone. I think I'm gone next week or the week after. I can't remember which one, but uh, I'll let you know, and I love you, and be sure to tell your friends about Help Club, and join us in our summer study, The Wise Woman Stays. Grab a few friends. We're having an info night, I forgot to tell you, on um, May 20th. I think it's a Thursday. We'll be sending that out there. Join the Help Club for Moms online group. Subscribe to our emails at helpclubformoms.com so you don't miss anything. But we're having two Zoom groups, one for our international friends that's at noon on either the 19th or the 20th, and then one for the uh, U.S. uh, moms on uh, the 20th in the evening. Okay? I love you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. Bye.